Welcome back to another edition of the Off the Dome podcast. Hope you're enjoying a great weekend, and I'm so excited for Football Sunday. I want to make a quick shout out to my sponsors for this podcast, Brain Fuel and Coach Corner. Thank you very much. And I'm here with my picks co-host, Adam Pearl. What's going on, Matt? Good morning. I'm ready. I'm ready to roll. Week one is here. Um, Couldn't really be more excited. It's going to be a hell of a day. It's going to be a great day. I I couldn't contain my excitement from last night, so it's uh, couldn't didn't sleep that great. Just all I was thinking about. I went to sleep early. You know, I was saying, uh, you know, the quicker we go to sleep, the early, you know, the quicker that we're going to get NFL Sunday. So, you know, I was tucked in, uh, ready to roll, slept like a baby, knowing we got this today. Let's do it. Let's do it. So let's go. uh, Let's recap Thursday night game: the Chiefs and the Lions. Detroit won twenty-one twenty. They were let they the Chiefs were without number 87, that with their ultimate target blanket, which did play a factor into it. But Jared Goff is proving time and time again he is one of the more underappreciated quarterbacks in the league. 22 of 35, 253, one touchdown. Dave Montgomery, the former Bear, had 21 for 74, one touchdown. Now it part of it is due to Detroit with the aggressive play calling and the defense being very much improved, especially in their secondary with CJ Gardner Johnson and the chiefs without as great as Mahomes is, it didn't help his receivers were dropping passes left and right. I mean, what their leading catcher was um, Rasheed Rice with three catches for 29 yards. Did have a touchdown. He did that take the touchdown away. That's a, it's pretty horrible. Pretty horrible game. And everyone's talking about Kadarius Tony, one catch for five yards, dropped three passes, one of them that led to a pick six, one of them that was not Patrick Mahomes' fault. Five targets, one catch for one yard. That's not a recipe for success. I want to give Detroit credit, but yeah. are we going to put too much stock into the Chiefs losing this one without Kelsey, or do you think it's um, the Lions think- or – what do you think, I think Mahomes will be fine? And I think the Lions are a good team. I think it's a mix of both. Um, I mean, yeah, it is concerning. Um, you know, seeing what happens without Kelsey, because uh you can only imagine when Kelsey gets back. I mean, teams are just gonna be triple teaming him. I mean, it's really shocking. Sky Moore was dropping passes, Kadarius Tony dropped three. The last one he dropped, it was you know, I kind of felt bad for him at that point. Um, say like how much more could he be in your head than he was at that time? And uh, but I don't want to take anything away from the Lions. They're a new team. They're a good team. Um, Jared Goff is without a doubt a capable quarterback that can win games. And I think uh, I think we got to give a lot of credit to the Lions because they came into Arrowhead and beat the defending champs. So. Hats off to them, you know, granted, at the end of the game, I don't know who it was. I think it was Mike Tarico said, you know, this game has an asterisk because yeah. no Kelsey, you know, Chris Jones. Like, no, it doesn't. Come on. It was it was a football game. No games have asterisks on the actual schedule. No games, you know, have an asterisk next to wins and losses. Yeah, maybe it was a different game with Kelsey, but you can't take it away from the Lions. I completely agree. Now let's get to football Sunday picks, which we've all been waiting for. The first game is the NFC South rivalry between the Panthers and the Falcons. The Falcons are minus three and a half points at home. We're doing spreads like we did the last two years. 
Um, DJ Chark and Adam Thielen are listed as questionable, but I think they're expected to play. Uh, who do you like in this one? Uh, this uh, is the debut of Bijan Robinson. Yeah, I think Atlanta wins, but I think this is a trap game for a lot of like I've been listening to a lot of my friends say they want to pick Atlanta for a survivor pool that they're in. Um, which basically means you pick one team, and if they win, you can keep going to the next week. Um, but I think Atlanta. So here, listen, I have Atlanta winning 23-20. Um, I don't think it's gonna really be a high scoring game, but um I really think, you know, I really think this could be a chalk up and it could go the other way. I mean, you know, division rivals. Carolina, Bryce Young, not having too many weapons, though, in week one. I just – I'm not going to pick the rookie this week. Um, I got Atlanta winning. Yeah, I'm going to take the Falcons to cover, actually, the three-and-a-half points because I think – do it with Bryce Young in his first game. We're going to talk about another uh, – uh, two other first-year quarterbacks later on in the pod of C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson. Well, um this we don't know what to expect from any of them and the fact is your two of your primary receivers are banged up and injured I, I don't know how to feel about that and I look at this Atlanta Falcons team that I think has pieces I'm not saying they're going to do anything special this year but if I look at their offense I think Bijan could be a stud running back I think that Desmond Ritter if I think once you get him a full season, I think he's going to be better than what people think he is because he did have some moments in the end last year. And I still think he's better for them than Marcus Mariota was. And the X factor for the Falcons is going to be Drake London. If he is going to take that next step, because you saw in his rookie year when he and Ritter connected, they had a really good target share and they played really well off each other. The key for the Falcons is Kyle Pitts because every year people say, oh, he's going to be a great fantasy pick. And it doesn't work out that way. But when I look at this Falcons team, I look at Bijan, I look at Drake London, and I think Devin Ritter's going to have a better year. And the Panthers, we don't know what to expect under a new regime. And the fact that um, Thielen and Chark have dealing with injuries, first year quarterback Bryce Young, we don't know what to expect of him. I'm going to take the Falcons to cover. I'm going to say Falcons win. I'm going to go with 24, 24 to 20. Atlanta. 24, 20 Falcons. Yeah, we, we got similar ones right there. Um, I agree with you. Right. The next pick on our list is the Texans at the Ravens. Another first-year quarterback, C.J. Stroud making his debut at Baltimore. Baltimore's nine-and-a-half-point favorites. They made a lot of splashy moves this offseason, and they and they drafted Zay Flowers, who I think could be like a sort of rough for them. Mm-hmm. And Odell Beckham is a wild card. We don't know what to expect of him. He could be the OBJ we saw with the Rams, or he just could be a solid but aging injury prone player so yeah. what do you like in this one because i don't think we're going to spend much time talking about this big no uh, i got the ravens winning 28 17 um i think you know that texans offense is very questionable um you know cj stroud you know, another rookie quarterback that we don't have too much uh you know pro film on so 
I can't really make too many, you know, confident, conscious picks with Houston yet because um, I just don't know who they have on the under center. But Baltimore, great defense, um, and obviously a better receiving core this year than Lamar has had in the past. So, you know, people are forgetting about Rashad Bateman, too. He's a quality player. Um, and J.K. Dobbins. Yeah. I mean, they, they've got a good offense with Lamar Jackson. I think they win this one pretty handedly, uh, 28-17. Yeah, I'm going to take Baltimore as well because I, we don't know what to expect out of the Houston Texans. I mean, I think they've improved with their draft. I think they're going to be a lot better than last year. That being said, last year was complete ter- was complete garbage, so it's not like it's going to be that hard for the Houston Texans. But I think this matchup is really tough out of the gate. They're going up against a really good – one of the top defenses in the league – you're going up against a, a proved run, a running game that's back and it's healthy with J.K. Dobbins and Lamar is we the key to Lamar Jackson not just for this game but for the future of him of Lamar and the Ravens is if he can stay healthy because you saw the last two years how injury prone he was if he could stay healthy I think their team can make the playoffs and to start him on Lamar back and ease J.K. Dobbins back against one of the worst rushing defenses in the league last year, one of the worst teams in the league last year. I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens to win. I'm going to go 31 to 14 Baltimore. They're on 14. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it could be a whopping for sure. Yes. The welcome to the NFL for a lot of quarterbacks. This game is actually going to be interesting. It's the Bengals at the Browns. So the Browns, are two-point underdogs at home. And Joe Burrow is coming off a calf injury, and he's ex- and he's going to play, obviously. But who do you – this is going to be an intriguing matchup because the Browns have kind of owned the Bengals' number the last couple – they won like – I think se- – I saw a stat they won like seven of eight or something like that against the, the Bengals because – because like – even when the Bengals were good individually, the Browns were beating them. And that Monday night game in Halloween last year, the Browns just stopped on them at home. Yeah, this game is one of the harder ones I had picking. Um, I kind of went with the chalky pick. I picked Cincy to win. I'm doing 27-24. So I have them covering two. But um, this game, I... I could easily see going Cleveland's way. But, like, for me, it's just week one right now. I think I'm making picks that I'm comfortable in making if it was last year. But there could be some shakeups today. And, you know, who knows if Cleveland comes out at home um, with a good game plan against the team that they've kind of been beating up for the past few years. So uh, I'm not going to think that's going to happen. I'm going to pick Cincy, Joe Burrow, you know, new contract. Showing uh showing the city of Cincy that why he deserves that bag. So I'm gonna pick uh Cincy 27-24. Yes, sir. Um I'm actually I'm usually the one that's playing conservative and I get a lot of crap for picking favorites here. But I'm actually going to take the underdog in this one, believe it or not. I'm actually going to Cleveland, and I'm going to tell you why. I think that 
due to the fact with Joe Burrow's calf injury, these are sort of injuries you can never really like. It's really tough to play on a calf injury. I know he's going to play and he's going to give it his all, but I expect the Bengals to do a lot of short screen passes with Joe Mixon and get him involved. And it doesn't have, but the thing is the Browns have a good rushing defense uh, with Miles Garrett leading the front. And I don't know if that plan of attack is going to work. And the Browns do have a good secondary led by Denzel Ward. The defense I think is good, is talented enough. And I think they, I think they did patch up uh, with their first round draft pick uh, this year. Um, And I think that they're going to be, I think they're going to be a better defense than in years past. Offensively, I do have questions about them. I'm not going to deny that because Deshaun Watson, this is going to be his first full year back in a long, long time dealing with suspension. Uh, But look, I think that they are going to be solid. I don't, do I think they're going to make the playoffs or do anything special this year? The Browns are no, but they've sort of have had the Bengals number the last couple of years. Um, and I think with due to the fact that the Browns are at home and the Bengals kind of struggled against the Browns on the road. I like the home team in this one to win. I'm going to take them to win. And uh-huh. I expect Deshaun to ease his way back into things and get a nice and play conservative, not do anything crazy. And I expect Amari Cooper to play well. Nick Chubb, obviously one of the best pure running backs in football to play well. And I think a key factor for them is going to be Elijah Moore. He could be a huge X factor for them. And finally in a situation where he feels comfortable, unlike the situation he was in with the Jets last year. So I'm going to take the Browns. I'm going to take him to win a close game. I'm going to say the Browns win. I'm going to go 24-23 Cleveland. 24-23 Cleveland. Yeah, it's going to be a good game. I think uh, that's one of the best noon o'clock games for sure. That will be for sure. The next game is the Jaguars at the Colts. Colts are are plus four and a half at home. This is another... First-year quarterback. This is Anthony Richardson. Yeah, um, and I think I'm going to go with the same thing that I've been going with. Um, I think I think the rookies lose week one. Um, and this game, I mean, I'm pretty high on the Jags this year. So uh, I made it they cover handedly. I think they win by two touchdowns, 27-13, um, Jacksville versus Indy. And that's mostly just because – from what I saw in the preseason of Anthony Richardson, I I think he's like almost a bad thrower. I mean, like well, well, what bad. what about him? Was his accuracy or it's more so I think his technique, um, I I think is a little janky. It all looks he's like he just doesn't look like an NFL quarterback. Granted, he's like massive. I don't know how tall he is, but he's jacked. And uh yeah, the technique, the form, all of that just like didn't, you know, really roll my way and I wasn't too sold on it. So uh I think he's absolutely dangerous with his legs. But I think Jacksonville uh wins and wins kind of easy. 27 13. 27 to 13. Yes, I am also going to take 
the Jaguars. I'm also high on them this year. And I'm not just saying that because I'm streaming their defense this week. And I have Travis Etienne on my fantasy team. And I have their kicker too, Brandon McManus. So I have a lot riding on them today for sure. But from a fantasy perspective. So I think that they, in my look at their division, it's pretty terrible. I mean, it's probably the weakest division in the NFL. One of, if not the weakest division in the league, along with the NFC South. I think this that the Jaguars or their divisions there for the taking. I think Trevor Lawrence proved the second half of last year how valuable of a quarterback he could be in this league in the league. And I think the addition of Calvin Ridley it is gonna play a big factor into them. And they still have Christian Kirk and I like their tight end Evan Ingram. They have a good unit. Now defensively, they did struggle a bit and they they leave a lot of room to be desired. They did struggle against the run, but I think with this matchup is a juicy matchup because you mentioned it of how Anthony Richardson and his lack of say accuracy or technique. I think that the Jaguars is a good option to stream. If you're, if you're looking for a fantasy defense right now to go out there against a straw against a quarterback who doesn't know what to expect in week one. Yes. We've read the reports that Anthony Richardson spent a lot of time at the practice facility because he's hyped up. Maybe he should be and, you know, fixing on things he could be getting better at. So, but, but the point I'm trying to make is, is that, I mean, rookies, they don't know what to expect. They think they're in this moment. They think, oh, we, I, I'm ready for this. But once you get to your week one, you know, this, if you want to start something new, the butterflies get to your stomach and for sure. I, I think the Jaguars have this one. I'm going to say they win. I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars to win 31. Um, I'm going to go 31 to 14 Jacksonville. 31, 14. The next, the next game on our list is the Buccaneers at the Vikings. Vikings are favored by four points at home. The, this could be somewhat intriguing, kind of a trap game, if you will. But yeah, it's a trap game. But I think Minnesota like comes in and wins kind of handily. I, you know, kind of again, uh, that four and a half point spread with the Jags as well. I, you know, I think it could, could very well uh, be more than that. I've Minnesota kind of stomping them, thirty-one uh, fourteen. I really don't like Tampa Bay this year. Um, I think when you have a guy like Baker under center or Kyle Trask, if that doesn't work out. Um, I think Baker, in his defense, you he had some moments with the Rams last year. Yeah, he won, he won that game after like being signed for three days or something. Um, that was then pretty Two awesome. days later, Thursday night football against the Raiders. Yeah, so, okay, you know, shouts out to Baker. But I still, you know, I expect this Vikings team – I. You know, we talked about it last week. I had them as my division winner. I'm pretty high on them. Um, obviously, they've got tools on the offensive end, getting Jordan Addison when they lose Thielen. Um, Madison, I think, could be a quality starting running back. And um, number 31-14. And number 18, don't forget the best receiver in the league. Uh, yeah, I mean, of course. <laughs> he might be the best player in the league. Like, obviously, Mahomes. Um, but as far as you know, being good at their own position, he's he's in a league of his own. 
at, at the wideout spot. So all I'll say is is that I hope they don't get the Vikings and the receivers in the past don't continue the trend of receivers having really good first years and then like Chris Carter and Randy Moss and then Percy Harvin and then mm-hmm. trade them for a valuable quarterback. I mean, we've seen this trend happen. I hope this doesn't happen with Justin Jefferson because he has potential to make history this year. He says he wants to and of making of eclipsing the 2k receiving yards. He really wants that goal. And I think this year individually, he should be off the charts again. Like he was last year. This is only year four for Justin Jefferson. He's only 24 years old. He hasn't even reached his prime yet. That's a scary part. Um, they're in a very dogfight in this division with the Detroit Lions. So we'll see who comes out on top. As far as this game goes, we don't know what, again, Baker Mayfield in a brand new system. And you want to go from Tom Brady, who is aging, but still when he had the right weapons was still decent last year to Baker Mayfield, who he's had moments, but wasn't, is not a franchise saving quarterback to say the least. I think he's just a placeholder. And there's been a lot of ongoing talks to Mike Evans, like in a trade request. Their defense is still going to be good. They still have Levante David. They still have Devin White. Still have Shaq Barrett. They still have that core. Yeah, guys. Still intact. But their offense is a lot to be desired. I like Rashad White. I think he's a very, could be a pretty valuable running back. But overall, I'm just not sold on this Bucs team. And I think Minnesota is ready. They're at home and they're feeling good about themselves. And this is Jefferson again, wanting the prove it contract year. And Kirk Cousins trying to prove something for himself. They got Alexander Madison, Jordan, Jordan and Jordan Addison. I think they this team is ready. And I'm going to go with the home team on this one. I'm going to say Minnesota wins. I'm going to go 31, 20 Minnesota. And what'd you say your my final score was 31-14 at Minnesota. The next game on our list is the Titans at the Saints. The Titan, the Saints are minus three at home. Now I think that this I think everyone's high in the Saints. I picked them. We both picked them to win the NFC South. I mean, but I do see some trap in this one because the Tennessee Titans are fully healthy, and they we don't know what to expect with their how they will approach their running game. I know Jamal Williams is going to get a bulk of the carries, but Tennessee had a top three rushing defense last year, and their team and their core is still intact. So. This is an interesting game for sure. Um, I have 23-21 New Orleans. I think this game could go absolutely any direction, and I could easily see, you know, the Titans winning this. I'm curious what the Titans are going to look like on offense. Um, You know, with DeAndre now over there, and they've got Traylon Burks in his second year trying to make that leap as well. But as we all know, they got King Henry in the backfield, and they're a super run-heavy offense. And it's going to be interesting to see how they incorporate D Hop and uh, you know the new 
offensive weapon they got. Obviously, when you got a conservative kind of quarterback like Tannehill, um, you know, D Hop's probably gonna be staying in the short to middle range of routes. But um, so I don't expect too many shots being taken. I do think New Orleans uh comes out and wins this game at home at the dome. They got uh, you know, the touchdown machine, Jamal Williams, who's subbing in for Camaro while he's suspended, which I think is a pretty good uh, you know substitute while he's gone he proved last year that he is a quality running back um and then one of my favorite receivers this year is uh chris Olave. i think he could be awesome i think uh improvement at quarterback for him someone who reached a thousand yards last year with a cycle of Jameis, and i think maybe Taysom hill started a game behind center like he uh really had no consistency but getting Derek carr back there now obviously i don't think he's the savior of team or anything but uh i think he's going to utilize chris olave a lot more like for him to have a big season new orleans 23 21 i'm gonna go i'm gonna take new orleans to cover but this is the one i'm the least confident in yeah i do think that with the that when i look at the saints schedule coming up like we forgot to mention this when we did our preseason picks pod they have a pretty light schedule if you really look at it. The only hard like they have one of the easiest schedules. I mean, they're at Carolina after this against the Packers without with Jordan Love, Bucks, Patriots, maybe Minnesota could be a tough outing, but this is a really light schedule. Very light schedule. And we don't know what to expect with the Titans now with DeAndre Hopkins. This could be we'll see what he's getting used to. I could see Marshawn Lattimore shadowing him during the game. The key with the Saints running game, though, that does worry me with Jamal Williams, is that without Kamara and Keandre Miller, you're you are going to rely on Jamal Williams to rely on like a lot of carries against a very good Titans rushing defense. On the other hand, that you can't pass on the Titans. They don't have a great secondary. So I expect Derek Carr with an improved offensive line to look for Chris Olave and Michael Thomas could be an X factor if he stays healthy. Yeah. So I like the Saints to win this one at home in the dome. I got New Orleans winning. I'm going to go 24, 24 to 18 New Orleans. Sorry about that. The next game on our list is the Niners at the Steelers. The Steelers are plus two at home. Now, when people are thinking the the Niners got this, but let's just say I'm not feeling too certain about that because with the drama they surrounding Bosa and he is back, but I look at the Steelers. They're an improved team that they made this offseason. What do you think of Pittsburgh this year? Who do you like in this one? Um, okay, so first of all, I think Pittsburgh could be a sneaky good team. Uh, I think we both agree that their defense is uh, is very good, and I think we both believe that that offense could make that second leap as well. Um, George Pickens, I think, could be a monster in this league. It's a matter of you know, finding him, getting him those targets consistently. I feel like there were a lot of games last year, you know, he'd make a spectacular catch or he'd make one in camp or practice. 
And then when the actual game came, he would have, you know, one to two targets or something. So I think if they can actually utilize him, um, obviously Deontay Johnson is kind of a question mark too. Like he's, I view him as a good receiver in the league, but, um, you know, I feel like there's still some people that have doubts. Pat Fryermuth, I think, should be a good tight end in the league for a, you know, for a good bit. But at the end of the day, I think this Niners team is just, you know, I, I, I picked, I picked them to make the Super Bowl. So uh, I got a lot of faith in them this year, and I think they're going to win twenty four twenty, um, versus uh, Pittsburgh. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. Uh, you know, kind of a defensive battle. And George Kittle is playing, which is big for the fantasy team. Uh, so you have Niners my plus favorite minus two. So yeah, I'm winning by four. Uh I'm actually gonna take the dog in this one. I'm actually gonna go with Pittsburgh because even though the Niners get Bosa back, they we don't know if that defense is gonna be intact now. I know it's just the preseason, and I don't want to, like, overreact to preseason, but the Niners did allow the most rushing yards in the preseason. Now, I think that I don't think that'll be the case in the regular season, but I do think with the new defensive coordinator and Steve Wilkes, it's going to take a while for them to be fully what the defense they were a year ago. And I think on the offensive side of the ball for Pittsburgh, I think that Kenny Pickett, we saw what he can do, and they have an improved offensive line. And I think that George Pickens is going to be a big factor for them. I'm liking Pickens a lot. And Fryer Muth I like. And the running game, they can do Thunder Lightning with Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. And Brock Purdy is still a question mark. I feel like we he always has to prove it. But I thought some of the games they won were kind of fluky, I thought. And I don't think he's that guy that people think he is. And you're going up against T.J. Watt in that hellacious defensive front line and a very good secondary on the road in one of the most tough places to play in all the NFL in Pittsburgh. I like the Steelers to win this very tough matchup. I think it's going to be a grinder, and I think Pittsburgh is going to win on a Chris Boswell field goal, and I'm going to take Pittsburgh to win 24-23. to I love it. The next game on our list is the car. We don't have to spend much time talking about it because anytime the Cardinals are going to play, it's the Cardinals at the commanders commanders are favored by a touchdown. Um, I just got to say this. Do you have fire in your belly? And did you take the bus here? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, Arizona is, I think it's like obvious that they're tanking. I don't think they're hiding it whatsoever. Um, so I have no problem uh, not providing too much analysts uh, or net analysis and just saying that uh, Washington's going to win 21-10. I think Washington even might be able to put up a little more numbers, but I'm having a struggle right now if I start Brian Robinson at my flex position. Um, you know, I'm reading things that are saying, you know, if there's any week to start him at the flex, it'd be week one versus Arizona. Um, so... I think it's kind of one of those things that whoever Arizona plays, you know, maybe stream their defense in fantasy or start maybe someone on the offense. I really, I really wanted to, to stream the commanders this week. 
but yeah. but they were a very popular option in fantasy for defense. Yeah, they I think they they've been picked up in uh, each one of my leagues. So they they were gets they were getting drafted in like the twelfth round just to play the Cardinals. They're also uh, I think they're also a sneaky good defense. Chase Young's out. Um, no, I, I think they'll be good this year. Yeah, so uh, a lot of people, um, you know, are kind of putting some stock into Washington this year. I'm not sure why. I don't know if people like Sam Howell more than I do. I think he has to prove himself first. I don't know much about him. Um, I didn't know much about him in college. So I, I still have him winning 21-10. I don't think uh, it's going to be too entertaining of a game. But, um, yeah, 21-10. Uh, I, I don't trust the Arizona Cardinals one bit. I think whatever defense that you can get to play the Cardinals, you stream them. Luckily, I picked up the Giants for week two just so I could stream the Arizona Cardinals because they play them next week. A little spoiler alert for my pick for next week in that one. But I think that I think this game is not even going to be close. I think Washington has a lot of weapons. I think Jahan Dotson could be sneakily good for them mm-hmm. for them this year. And Sam Howell, I think, is probably going to be the best quarterback they've had in a long time. That's not saying much, but I do think with the improved ownership and Ron Rivera essentially trying to prove himself and their defense getting healthier. I'm, I'm not saying they're going to be special, but do I like them for week one? Yes, I do. I think this is one of my locks of the week. I'm going to take Washington to win 28 to 13 Washington. This is not even going to be close. <laughs> Not at all. No, I think we can agree on that one. Uh, The next game on the list is the Packers at the Bears. It's the Bears are favored by a point and a half. Um, Yeah, man, this is just uh, – I'm already stressed. Um, I'm picking the Bears as a homer, uh, 27-24. I think it's going to be a good game. I don't know. You know, it kind of sounds like a lot of points now that I say it out loud. Um, but um, that's that's what I'm going to go with. I, I think Jordan Love is going to be better than, you know, we thought, which sucks. But um, that's just, you know, my honest truth. Um, I do think he's going to be a solid player in the NFL. And uh, it's, you know, they're missing Christian, uh, Christian Watson, which is huge. Um, obviously, he showed what he's capable of late in the season last year uh, where he had that, like, I don't know how many touchdowns, but he was going on a touchdown spree. Um, but he's out this week, and I think that's a big loss because really they're thin at the wide receiver position. I really only know, like, him and Romeo Dobbs. I'm not really sure what other – obviously they have A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones who are uh, a great tandem in the backfield. But uh, I think Jordan Love has some trouble in his first game. I think the Bears' defense lets up points. Um you know, I think there's still some to be desired there. But uh, I think ultimately we win the game. Start off 1-0. Good vibes for the season to start. But um, we'll see. It's going to be it's gonna be a whirlwind of emotions. So I'm just hoping we win. Um, I think the Bears go out and win this one. And this – I'm not saying they're going to be a playoff team. But I think that they're going to be one of the more improved teams in the NSC. I think Jay, that Justin Fields can make a leap with DJ Moore as a as pure wide wide receiver one. I like Darnell Mooney. 
I think Cole Komet's good, a pretty good tight end this league. Khalil Herbert would be is a very underrated running back. Yes, the defense has a lot to be desired, but I think they that their secondary will have a fine matchup because their big their best receiver left is Romeo Dobbs. And with Christian Watson out, that if Christian Watson was playing, I don't know who I would pick, but I probably would have stayed away from it. But I'm going to take the Bears now due to the Watson injury. And I'm going to say it's going to be kind of a high-scoring game. And I'm going to say the Bears win 31-28 on a Cairo Santos field goal. Oh, how awesome would that be? That would be awesome. Field goal week one versus the Packers. That would be awesome. The next game on the list are the Raiders at the Broncos. Now, the Broncos are favored by three points at home. I don't love you like either team what they were doing this offseason. I, I got to say this. Both teams are in, like, franchise, like, fluxes right now. The rate You saw what Chandler Jones posted on social media, him not wanting to be there and with the contract scenario. And then you seeing with Russell Wilson and – I think his psyche is broken, to be honest with you. Um, Sean Payton's kind of publicly called him out, like half kidding, half serious. But he said, stop kissing babies. You're not running for mayor. Which kind of means you should just focus on football. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of sick on of Russell Wilson, like trying to be this Mr. Nice guy when he's just focused on like what his craft is. And I just – don't love their Broncos team, especially with Jerry Judy out. But I don't know who to pick in this one. Yeah, I'm I'm stressed uh, because I got Cortland Sutton in a league, and I kind of want to start him with Judy out this week. But that's uh, you know, that's a that's a me problem. I think that without Judy, you know, there is going to be targets to go around. But also, I have no idea what this Sean Payton offense is going to look like. I don't know what to expect from this. Uh, Denver team and I think Jimmy Garoppolo comes in and uh wins week one in like a scrappy sneaky you know little dub Daniel Carlson I have the score 23-20 um Vegas winning so I think this is my first dog of the day but um I, I like the Raiders here it's more that I don't totally love the Broncos and I'm not and it's just an ugly game, and it's hard to pick. And I'm going with 23-20 Raiders. I'm also going to take the Raiders, but I'm staying away from this one because look, I don't like either team. Let's put it that way. I think the Raiders blew so many games they should have won last year. We all can recap what happened, how much they lost by in this, this week, how much they were up in this week. I mean, some of their losses were pretty terrible. Losing to Baker Mayfield on a Thursday night game, losing a 17-point lead to the Kansas City Chiefs, losing a losing a game in which Jeff Saturday was the head coach last year. So they they are clearly in flux right now in that organization. And I don't know if Josh McDaniels is the right guy. I don't even know if he's a head head NFL coach moving forward. I like Sean Payton. I think the coaching disparity is not even close. But when I and I look, but I look at the quarterback, but I look at both rosters. The Raiders still have Josh Jacobs, still one of the best running backs in the league. Still have Devontae Adams. Jacoby Myers could be a sneakily good wide receiver, too. And Jimmy G in the clutch, I trust way more than I do Russell Wilson right now. 
which is why I'm going to take Las Vegas to win and Raiders plus three and to win 24-20. The next game on our list, this should be a great matchup. The Dolphins at the Chargers. A lot of points on the board today. The Chargers are favored by three points at home. We liking this one. Yeah, this is also a tough game. I was having trouble with this one. Um, I think it's going to be a high-scoring ball game. Um, I'm not sure what the over-under is, but take the over. Um, I I think it's going to be a toss-up kind of. And I took Miami 28-27. Dolphins win. Um, obviously, this could easily go both ways. I got a Herbert in fantasy. I'd love to see him win. But um, I think two and on is real and i think tua comes out and you know hopefully he's gonna shut these haters up that have been talking about his health and you know whether he's still got it this and that but um as long as he could stay upright and on the field i think uh, miami comes in and wins you have dolphins covering and winning dolphins yeah well who's the favorite in this one los and the chargers yeah, I got uh, I got Dolphins money line. Uh, usually I'm the one. You're the one that's picking dogs, and I'm the one that's picking favorites. And it's been the opposite. But I'm gonna go back to my norm, and I'm gonna pick the favorite in this one. I'm gonna take the the Chargers to win. Last year, in week I want to say week fourteen, the, the last time Tua played against the the Dolphin the Chargers. He struggled that game. He didn't. He wasn't himself. He think it threw under fifty percent for his completion percentage, and they defense really got after Jalen Waddle with J.C. Jackson. And I think they're going to deploy a similar strategy this year. And Tyreek Hill, it's tough to stop him. He's the fastest man on the in the NFL. But I think the Chargers defense. With their improvements they've made, with the with and the fact they're healthy, and with the Eric Kendricks pickup, and I just think that they're looking really good on defense this year, and I think they're that Brandon Staley's playing for his job. This is sort of going to be the chess match between Brandon Staley versus Mike McDaniel, but versus yeah, Mike McDaniel, and I think it's going to be a battle between. With the one guy that's the offensive genius and the other guy that's a good defensive coordinator, not necessarily the bad coach, but a very good defensive coordinator. So I'm going to take the home team to win, and I'm going to say the Chargers win in a shootout. I'm going to say L.A. wins 20s, not high scoring, but I'm going to say they win 28-24, L.A. Yeah, I think we both agree. It's going to be a very good game. Um so that's gonna be one of my one of the ones I'm most excited to watch this week for sure. Absolutely. The next game are the Eagles at the Patriots. The Patriots are plus three and a half at home. Yeah, plus three and a half. I don't know about that. I got Philly. Um 30-20. I think uh, you know, Philly, uh, they got a little fire in their gut, obviously, after losing uh last year in a tough Tough, tough game. Um, but they really uh, you know, they lost some of the secondary. They got Jalen Carter, they got uh the edge rusher from Georgia, Nolan Smith, I think believe is his name. 
Um, I think their defense is still going to be top, top tier. And obviously this offense, just another year of getting, uh, you know, gelling together. Devontae Smith is a stud. AJ Brown's a stud. Their backfield is a question mark. Um, Obviously they get a quality running back like DeAndre Swift, but they also got a guy like Rashad Penny out there, Kenneth Gainwell. Um, I'm it's curious. Be by committee. How, yeah, I'm. I'm curious to see how they do that. Who's you know really getting the bulk of the touches? But even regardless, a guy like Jalen Hurts, you know, when you're in that, when you need one yard, there's no better team in the league that's able to get you that. So, I think they win thirty twenty, kind of high scoring, a little bit, but um, ultimately they win by double digits. Yeah, I'm going to take the Eagles to win because I just cannot trust the New England Patriots offense. They're, they're, I can't name one other quarterback on their roster besides Mac Jones, and I don't trust him from what we saw last year. Their running game is great with Ramondre Stevenson and Zeke Elliott, but their offensive line's a question mark. Their defense will keep them in games, but I don't know about this week because the Eagles, the Eagles' offense – is very explosive and Jalen and I think that Jalen Hurts is gonna they're gonna rely on his passing more than running because the teams are gonna stack the box on Jalen Hurts this year mm-hmm. and they're gonna throw expect him to throw and I think he's ready to take that next step and be a a, a completed passer and AJ Brown is a stud wide receiver Devonta Smith's a really good number two option Dallas Goddard really good tight end because if teams are focusing on Smith and Brown. Belly's got her open to the middle of the field, and I think that he can deliver. And I think that their defense with a Jalen Carter draft choice is going could pay dividends. And they still have a great secondary with Darius Slay. And I think this team is ready. And I think they're going to go in and handle business. And I'm going to take Philly to win this one. I'm going to go 28 to 21, Philly. Love it. The next game on the list is the Rams at the Seahawks. The Seahawks are five-point favorites at home. Yeah, I got the Seahawks covering. Uh, I, I have them winning 27-20. I do like what the Seattle offense uh, can do, I think. you know, It's going to be interesting to see if Geno still has got all that juice um, You know, after he's not – I don't know. I feel like last year there was such a chip on his shoulder being doubted, being – traded drops um and now he's looked at as a solidified starting quarterback in the nfl so i hope that he uh you know maybe even takes another step of being a good one so he threw for a lot of yards last year they only added more in the receiving game with jsn and uh i like the seattle team the rams obviously missing cup um wide receiver ones like van jefferson and then they got tyler higby and yeah, and like Cam Akers, and that's just – that's not enough for me to be sold on them week one. So uh, I got Seattle 27-20. Yeah, I have Seattle actually winning 27-17. to It's a shame because two years ago the Rams were this great team, great defense. Their offense was clicking. Now Jalen Ramsey's gone, and it's Aaron Donald and – an okay at best defense and their offense. I don't know what to expect of them anymore with Cooper cup, at least missing four games on the IR 
with the hamstring injury, which is not a fun injury to deal with. Their wide receiver one is Van Jefferson. And Tyler Higby, I like. But if he's like your second best option in offense, that's not going to bode well. Mm-hmm. Cam Akers could be good this for them this year. Could, but we said that last year. But then in the end, he started to play good. But I don't know what to expect of the Rams offense. I'm just, I don't think Sean McVay, I don't really think he really wants it like he did two years ago anymore. I feel like ever since that Super Bowl, the Rams just kind of just. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. And they've never been the same team since. I feel like since the Super Bowl, they went all in for that one Super Bowl. And then they've never been the same organization since. Mm-hmm. So, in, so in the end, I'm going to take Seattle to win because the, I because of JSN, Tyler Lockett, Metcalf, and they have a nice running back duo with Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet. And their defense needs to improve, but they have a soft matchup against a weak Rams offense. I like Seattle winning 31-14. The next game on the list is the Sunday night game. Cowboys at Giants. Giants are plus three at home. I'm going to stay away from this one, batting-wise, but... No, I'm not... I mean, maybe I'll do, like, a player prop or something. I don't think I'm going to touch the actual game line, though, because I don't. this could go either way. Um, The Giants are at home, right? Yes. I got them winning 24-21. New York? Yeah, yeah. I got the Giants winning. I will say this. Um, I think I'm irrationally like higher on the Giants than others. Um, I think they still need uh they still need a lot of help for Daniel Jones. Um, but I do think getting a guy like Darren Waller is uh as long as he can stay healthy, that's you know, pretty big. He's had his injury woes and stuff. Um but I'm, I don't know. I kind of like Daniel Jones and I think he got the bag this off season, maybe his last, but um, regardless, I, you know, the Cowboys are great at Cowboy and I see them Cowboying tonight and I got the Giants winning 24, 21. Um, you know, obviously I'm excited for some things in Dallas. I think Tony Pollard could potentially be like a top five running back this year. CD Lamb, if he takes even another step, could be a top three wide receiver in the league. Um, they got a lot to be excited about. It's just a matter of uh putting it all together. And uh, you know, I got I got the Giants doing it uh week one. Uh I uh I like hate to say this, but I like the Cowboys in this one. The Giants do improve, but Darren Waller's dealing with a hamstring injury. Again, you feel like he deals with injuries every single year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Daniel Jones, I'm just not sold on him. He had some moments last year, but Dallas is the best defense in the league, and they only – one of the best defenses in the league, and they just added Stephon Gilmore. Not the same like he once was, but I think he could still be a very good piece for them. And offensively, I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to be better than what they were. And Dak Prescott's an approve-it year, to say the least. 
And I like the addition of Brandon Cooks. They have Michael Gallup back healthy. And CeeDee Lamb is one of the best receivers in football. Tony Pollard could be one of the top five to seven running backs in the league. Dallas looks ready. And here's a trend on Sunday night games. Um, I saw this stat. Well, let me pull this up. The away team, like, wins or something? Dak Prescott. Oh, it's a Dak stat. It's a Dak stat. Um, it's 10 and 2 in lifetime against the Giants. And, and they're against the Giants. Interesting. And I think that they're one of then Dak Prescott has a winning record on a Sunday night game. Daniel Jones has a losing record on a Sunday night game. So I think Dallas is all in. They're approaching it like this is their year. They won't be their year per usual, but they're playing like it's their Super Bowl tonight at, at New York. I got the the Cowboys winning. I'm going to say Dallas wins. I'm going to go with 27 to 23. Yeah, I think we both agree it's going to be a close game. Um, could really go either way. It's going to be a good one. The next game on the list, the final one, is, is another game at New York. On Monday, it's the Bills at the Jets. The Bills are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. This is the debut of Aaron Rodgers in a New York Jet uniform, which is just weird to say. But I think this might be the one uh, I'm most excited for. Uh, for Very this excited week. for it. Um, oh, the Jets at home with Rodgers. And, and, this... it's a, and it's 9-11. Great defense on 9-11. Um, I got the Bills. Um, 28-23. I think it's, you know, fun. Um, it's going to be an exciting game. I, this really could go either way. But until the Jets, you know, really prove it to me, um, we already know what Buffalo is. And I feel like low-key, no one's really talking about Buffalo this year. You know, years past, it was always like Buffalo, Buffalo. I'm high on Buffalo this year. I know, but if you look in the media, like there's not too much chitter chatter compared to, uh, you know, one to two seasons back, and uh, I think that only plays well for them. I think uh, they're going to come in and you know show everyone why, you know, they are the Buffalo Bills and they are so highly regarded. So I got them winning twenty eight uh, twenty one, winning by a touchdown. Yes. Oh, I'm also going to take the Bills. I think it's going to be a slugfest. For- because it's on 9-11, and both defenses are going to play really well. And I'm not going to say just 9-11, because like both players are going to be emotional on that day, because it's in New York, and it's a Monday night game. Aaron Rodgers' debut, Bill's trying to prove themselves. Jets have a very good defense, but they do have a very tough schedule coming up. The Bills have are one of the most talented teams in the league with Allen and Diggs. And James Cook could be a very underrated running back for them. I think he could do some damage for them. So I really like Buffalo this year. I think it's going to be a close one. And I think it's going to come down to a Tyler Bass field goal. I'm going to go Buffalo 24 to 21 in a very, very low scoring game. I like it. I like it. I mean, there's there's some exciting games this week. There's some boring ones. But um, at the end of the day, Every game. I mean, it's week one of the NFL. And I'm just very excited for it. It's going to be great. Um, I'm super pumped. I'm very pumped, too. 
Adam Pearl, thanks again for joining the Off the Dome podcast. Uh, thank you guys for listening uh, uh, for another edition of the Off the Dome podcast. Have a great day and a great night. Go get them. Enjoy your Sunday.